and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world. And it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. Let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. Today, we're going to talk about three phonological awareness skills that are heavy lifters. And what I mean by that is that these three phonological awareness skills will result in overall generalized literacy gains for your preschoolers and early elementary students. These are three skills that you are going to want to focus on because they're going to have a cascading impact in which earlier developing phonological awareness skills will naturally develop. So what are those three phonological awareness targets that we are going to want to focus on? The first one is phoneme isolation. So what we mean by that is that the child is able to isolate phonemes within words. This requires a high level of visual working memory as well as verbal working memory. So anytime that we're working on phonological awareness skills, we want to have a visual component as well as a verbal component because reading is both visual and verbal integration. And the research indicates that phonological awareness interventions that integrate the print are more effective than those that leave the print out. So put the print into your intervention. Print is always a good thing. So the first one we're going to look at is phoneme isolation. So that's, I'm going to give you an example. That's me saying, for instance, cat. What is the beginning sound in the word cat? What is the ending sound in the word cat? What is the middle sound in the word cat? Now, what that would require you to do is first hear auditorially process the word cat. Ka-at. Then you're going to visualize it with your eyes. You're going to visualize C-A-T. Then after that, you're going to say, what is the first sound in the word cat? You're going to say ka then you're going to say eh is the middle sound and then t is the ending sound. So this is a task that requires not only verbal working memory and auditoriously processing the information, then you must visualize it, the visual working memory. And then after that, you're going to have to express something different, which makes it 
working memory. You're going to transform the input into a different output. And saying the beginning letter is ka, the ending letter is t, and the sound is t, and the middle sound is a. So that is a phoneme isolation task. It's very complex. It's very challenging. It's a heavy lifting phonological awareness skill. But when you target this heavy 25 pound dumbbell sound, you're going to easily be able to lift the 15 and the 10 and the five dumbbells. That will happen naturally. So what you're doing is you're making the most of limited therapy time. And you're doing that by capitalizing on having challenging treatment targets that you introduce in a multimodal manner. So that is the first skill that you're going to want to focus on is phoneme isolation, which will require the child to both segment the word into phonemes, but then after that, they're going to have to go ahead and identify the phoneme as being in the middle or the beginning or the end of the word. So the second phonological awareness skill, that is once again, a heavy lifter. Here I am with my 25 pound dumbbells. If you can do 25, you're going to get the 15, 10 and five for free. And that one is blending. So once again, blending is a visual verbal integration task. It's tasking the visual working memory and the verbal working memory. Blending is when you can string the sounds together. So I'm going to say, I'm going to give you some sounds. I want you to blend the sounds together and create a word. Are you ready? K, A, T. Blend those sounds together. What word does that create? Now, what that requires you to do is once again, not only use verbal working memory and auditorily hearing the sounds, there's that visual working memory component in which you're visualizing a C, an A, and a T. And then that working memory in which you blend the sounds together and out is a transformation in which you express something different, which is the word cat. So once again, this is a heavy lifting skill. And by working on these heavy lifting skills, you're going to have easier skills naturally develop. There was a really neat study that was done in 1999 of kindergarteners in a lower socioeconomic school district. And they focused on these three skills that I'm sharing with you today. And they had generalized gains across the board that were statistically significant at a moderate to high effect size. So challenge creates change. Let's get to the third phonological awareness skill. This one is known as elision. You can think of elision as the process of eliminating, elision. And what we're going to do here is we're going to eliminate either a part of a word or a syllable in a word or a sound in a word. Once again, this is a very complex skill. I'm getting out my 25-pound dumbbell. If you can do the 25s, you can do the 15s, you can do the 5s, and you can do the 10s. Those are naturally developed. This is a heavy lifter. And why is it a heavy lifter? It requires a great deal of verbal and visual working memory. So once again, this is the task. I'm going to say a word and I want you to take that word and put it together. And then I'm going to ask you to take eliminate or a lesion. Take, okay. 
So what is a lesion? A lesion is when I give you a word and I ask you to take part of that word out and tell me what the new word is again. This is a skill that's going to require a great deal of verbal working memory and visual working memory combined. You're going to have to integrate that. That's what reading is. It isn't a verbal process. It isn't a visual process. It's a combination of the two. So when we look at the third one, elision, the process of eliminating a sound, I could use compound words and I could say cupcake. So with elision, you're going to eliminate part of the word and ask the child what's next. So I could take the word cupcake and I say cupcake without cake is, and the child's going to have to remember it's cup. Now what the child has to do once again, is I say cupcake without cake. The child has to visualize the word cup cake, then take the word cake away and visualize what is left, which is simply the word cup. So the child's going to say cup. What do we have here? We have visual and verbal working memory. And once again, I'm getting out my 25 pound demo. If you see me on YouTube, this is a challenging skill. So with this challenging skill, I'm going to get the dumbbells at the 15 and the 10 and the five for free because I'm working at a higher level and challenge creates change. The more challenging the target, the greater the change. So I could also do a lesion at a syllable level. I could say, for instance, dinosaur. If I take away the sore, what do I have left? Or I could also do it on a sound level. I could say cat. If I take away the ka, what do I have left? At. It, to take it even more difficult level, you could take away part of a cluster. You could say snake. If I take away this, what do I have left? Nake. So this is the process of elision in which you're eliminating part of the word and you're asking, what do we have left? All three of the tasks that I outlined today require a great deal of verbal working memory and visual working memory combined. So when we look at these tasks, we're actually strengthening skills that are directly required for children to learn to read. What's really important to consider is executive function. Working memory is a core skill of executive function. And the children we treat are at statistically greater significance to have executive function difficulties. So when I'm talking about children we treat, on my diverse caseload, the children I treat with speech sound disorders are statistically more likely to have executive function, working memory challenges. When I have children with developmental language disorders, statistically more likely to have executive function challenges. If I have children with intellectual disabilities, statistically more likely to have executive function difficulties. Attention deficit disorder, statistically more likely to have executive function difficulties. Autism spectrum disorder, statistically more likely to have executive function difficulties. This is practically every single child on our caseload. We care about executive function difficulties. If we want to strengthen executive function, we're going to work on targets that challenge the child to use executive function skills of visual working memory as well as verbal working memory. So this is a way in targeting these skills that we are treating the 
whole child. We're not just working on literacy, we're also improving their working memory, which is crucially important for all skills in the academic curriculum. And one other thing we know about working memory is that this is a core hallmark deficit for children with developmental language disorder. So across the ages at the elementary and preschool level, studies time and time again have found that verbal working memory is an area that is a deficit for children with developmental language disorder. So if you want to know about how do we integrate these three tasks within what we're already doing, because like I like to say with the Prego model, it's in there. Create educationally rich activities that treat the whole child, that improve the verbal working memory while working on your individualized education IEP goals. You can have it all by having an educationally rich act activity that treats the whole child. And that's what targeting these three particular phonological awareness skills does. It's the Prego method. It's in there. So I'm going to cover that at ASHA this year. I'm excited. I have a technical presentation about how to integrate these three skills in two-year therapy sessions to treat a diverse caseload of children. I'm also presenting tomorrow at speechpathology.com, the early literacy intervention series. It's awesome. I want you to check that out. I will be showing video from my book, Speech Sound Disorders, Comprehension, Evaluation, and Treatment, which is an awesome book if you haven't gotten it yet. There's over 100 video clips of actual therapy sessions to really illustrate how you put this into practice. Video is even more powerful than live modeling. So if you don't have this book, you got to check the book out. It's going to show you in this book an entire chapter on how we integrate the literacy intervention into our speech and language therapy sessions without taking from our focus on the child's individualized educational therapy goals. So I'm so excited to meet you at the drawing board, not only here in this podcast, but hopefully in the CIS membership, in this book, in the Speech Sound Disorders book, or at speechpathology.com, or at ASHA. I'll see you there. This is an important topic because these targets are going to treat the whole child and not only result in generalized literacy gains, but also an improved executive function skills, which is a core skill in which all learning is dependent upon. So I can't wait to show you how we can integrate these skills into practice. Let's do it. This is a good segue into rolling up your sleeves, doing what you do best, make the world a better place, one child at a time. You're always going to be first.